the Seeds You Sow podcast, planting seeds of applied knowledge, strategic change, and unstoppable passion. Coming to you live. What's good, everybody? This is the Seed You Sow podcast coming to you live. K-U-S-F dot That was kind of ugly, but, you know, y'all still liked it. She, she never, too, never too sick to bust out in the song real quick. In the studio with Ashley and Damon. What's, What's up, good, y'all? y'all? Holding it down. Yes, ma'am. We back in the studio. We're back. After a week off from Mother's Day. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. How was y'all's mother's day? Mother's day? You know, my, you know how my family does. We yeah. all the women get together every year. We celebrate just womanhood, motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing this now for forty-eight years because they're talking about what we're gonna do for the fiftieth wow. year, which is gonna be on twenty twenty. Um, so it's a big tradition. I'm learning more and more. The older I get, to, I appreciate it. I do because it allows us to stay in fellowship with each other and appreciate one another. So That's it was dope. Amazing. It was dope. How was your guys's? Mine's was great. I spent some quality time with my mom mm-hmm. and my best friend, who's also a mom. Um, and my mom and I had lunch. We just had to talk. But like I told her and I told my family, they probably didn't like it that much. That I think that we should celebrate Mother's Day twice a year. And I don't think that necessarily has to be on Mother's Day because, hmm. you know, I really. Believe believe that we have to capitalism is the root to all evil <laughs> and I think that we, should, we can celebrate women and mothers as many times we want a year and it doesn't have to be on their timeline when restaurants are more expensive and flowers yes. are more expensive and we need to just give love to the women in, in our right. lives all the time and Amen. I tell my mom that like I take care of you all the time I love you all the time and yeah. one day doesn't isn't gonna change that. it's like in the words of young thug it should be Ooh. a lifestyle. <laughs> she just quoted. <laughs> I mean, I took, the, wow. I, took, I took the end of the chorus. I didn't, you know, but he said, my lifestyle. So, Mother's a lifestyle. My question is, like, how did you. I was just thinking that. How did you do Because I was thinking, it's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It's not a day, it's a lifestyle. Then I thought of the song, which came on last night. I was I don't know what he's saying, but I last that. Which I know I'm extra radical in my thinking. I'm just like, I think capitalism is the root of all evil. Capitalism breeds racism and Mm. all of the subordination that black people have to deal with in the United States. So anytime that I have a chance to to go against the grain for capitalism, I will. Sounds like an upcoming Word. episode. I Word. love how you always bring that in and put that out there. Yeah, that one's been building for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Capitalism yeah. episode <laughs> soon enough. She keep dropping them. Right, she's you know like, like, yeah, like, just in case y'all didn't It's always capitalism. It's our economic system, y'all. It's all set up. No, hey, we're not all set up for right. us to win. Listen to Ashley. Hashtag listen to Ashley. I love it. How was Mother's Day for you? Mother's Day was great. You know, we went for a hike. We went out to eat with the fam. Went bowling with my moms. I went to, you know, we just did all, you know, we were just hanging. Some good quality family time. Aww. Had enough time at the house to chill too. So okay. it's a good balanced situation. The yeah, whole yeah. time you were I got to honor all the women in my life, so it's good. Look at you. And you honor them every day. Oh, absolutely. That's right. That's okay. right. <laughs> absolutely. Amen. And the whole time you were um explaining your mother's day, the soundtrack that was playing in my head was Mama. Yeah. <laughs> oh Mama, God. you know I love now I think we're gonna go back to another music episode. You know I love. Okay, sorry. What's what's the Papa song? I mean, this is just promo for the album. <laughs> Dance with my father. <laughs> oh, Luther. Yeah, oh, and Papa was a rolling no, stone. No, that's not a good. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> that's like the opposite of it. Oh, I mean, that's keeping it real. Like, no, 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 that's not honoring pops. I that's saying well, pops I, wasn't nothing. I guess as a kid, that young thug, the young thug was going on. Like that was a highlight. I like that. One. I was like, <laughs> Look, y'all, we gotta be authentic with ourselves, okay? I didn't really realize to an adult what they was really talking about in that song. I was feeling for him because he was saying it's the third of September. The day I always remember. Like his daddy died. I was like, that's the name before my birthday. <laughs> it is the day before my, my birthday. birthday. Yeah, and also that scene from um if y'all have not seen the Temptations movie, watch it. That's when Paul died. Did y'all watch Temptations? You're right. And they had it playing and they had like, you know, the violin. Okay. That was I'm a pretty good violin. Yeah, man. That's, that's a I'll, I'll go with Papa was a roller so. Okay. There ain't no other daddy songs? Uh, <gasps> my daddy Beyonce's hit oh, a track yeah. off of Dangerously in Love yeah. I was like does she still want her unborn daddy son lessons. oh yeah mm-hmm. she always talking about Papa Knowles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Papa Knowles man Mama Knowles Papa Knowles feel like you know them we don't y'all but maybe one day we will <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy oh Lord it does feel good to be back. Yep. It feels great. It feels, yeah. yeah. It feels like, you know. So when you said, y'all sure I want to record tonight, I was like, hell yeah, I want to record okay. tonight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like, like <laughs> David over here looked like he want to fight me. Like, you better make sure we go record. I was tonight. like, oh, okay. Because I, I was feeling a little sick, so still kind of am right now. I hope it's not really translating too much on the mic. Is it? Or I don't think so. I think I'm fine. Oh, okay. We definitely, um, was that our stroll through the garden? I guess I so. I think so. Rose <laughs> Garden, Mother's Day, we just Strolled catching up. In. Yeah, and we got Memorial Day coming up. Sh- yeah. Shout out to my brother. His birthday is on May 29th, and he's going to be 35 years old. Shout out. My Word. brother Hi. is halfway to 40. Look at that. Malachi Ibrahima Trip. <laughs> That's whole, a name, right? His whole government. I was just thinking. Malachi Ibrahima Trip, he wants to come on the show. He listens. Come he's on. like, he's like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. You know, I'm waiting for that right time. Come man. on through, man. He's one of those people, you know, he, he kind of like, I'm going to say this with love, but sometimes he's not like Kanye West, but he needs a translator like sometimes like Kanye. Cause That's he, okay. Like, he, That's he okay. be saying some things like Malachi. That's fine. Come back, come That's back, fine. come back. Nah, but I love my brother. Is, wait, is there a sibling songs? Has uh, anybody done that talk about they said, si- what's sibling day? There Should- is a sibling day. It was like last month. Oh, April, I think. Oh, because everybody was posting their pictures on Instagram. Yeah, that's the only way. Okay, that's is there like a national right. holiday for it? Yeah, that's what it was. It All was right, April, we can so. make a black national sibling holiday. Black holidays. Black siblings day. Black siblings day, <laughs> and then all the white people come out. But what about our siblings? Why is it got to be the black siblings? That's what's gonna happen. Okay, we well, all create your own holiday too. <laughs> no hate. It's all love here. I was just worried about my black siblings. <laughs> This is Papa with a Rolling Stone. <laughs> so are your black siblings like everybody? Like my black siblings? I mean, you're my black sibling. Yes, you're my brother. My black oh, yeah. We, had a we got a lot of siblings oh, huh. that are beyond, you know what I mean? So very is true. that like, you know what I mean? Okay. Because we are brothers and sisters. Yeah. That's how we refer to each brothers other. Brothers and sisters. The I like brothers, the brothers and sisters. sisters. The kings, the queens. The kings, queens. The princesses, the prince. You know, the royal family, you know. Okay, we'll, we'll figure that royal out. Royal family got some black up in there. Oh, through our yeah. Okay, shout out to the royal family. That was like 
three percent black. All right, hey, <laughs> one drop rule. We just had this conversation. The one drop rule. That's coming up next episode, y'all. We're gonna have a conversation about interracial dating. That's gonna be very interesting because it's I'm like very excited for. Yeah, that. I'm like I feel like let's start talking about it right now. We gotta wait for yeah. Michael though, so we'll we'll tune back with that one real soon with y'all. But. Yeah, that's a stroll through our garden. We're back here in the studio. We missed you guys. You guys missed us, too, but we're here. Um, today's episode, our seed of the day, super, super, you know, excited and also feeling just, you know, thankful that Brother Damon mm-hmm. brought this to our attention to take the time to reflect, discuss, yeah. analyze, and honor the importance of mentors in our lives. Yeah. So the seed of the day is entitled mentors matter Mm. we're going to be having a well-rounded conversation about the role of mentors within the black community um how they play a role what role do they play what what our experience are thus far with mentors in our lives or how we've been able to mentor others and definitely as you guys know what we do in any episode it's also about having you guys think about what role you're playing like are you being a mentor to somebody? Is this something important for you to think about? And also thinking about who influenced you to get to where you're at today. Mm-hmm. Um, Damon, what else do you want to add to that? Because you're going to be leading this discussion for us. I mean, you pretty much covered it. And um, I think one thing that I might add is just like really like touching on the importance and the like responsibility for people in certain positions to reach out and mm. mentor someone in the community to help to spread that, you know, that wealth. Yeah, reach um, out in touch. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> but you covered pretty much all of it, though. Yeah, and I mean, there's a couple of um, articles that um, we definitely are going to reference. Um, one uh, posted by the Huffington Post entitled, Mentoring is Desperately Needed in the Black Community. I'm really excited, especially having this conversation about um, the importance of mentoring in our community, like what prevents people from even thinking about why I need to go back and make sure I'm being an influence to somebody and talking about and not just being something to do, but more like a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. How do we like switch that? Because it does kind of seem like this volunteer type thing when Mm -hmm. it's like this should be embedded into like who we are. Exactly. Um, There is another um, article entitled The Importance of Communities Mentors in Our Our Youth's Lives um, posted by BlackEnterprise.com. And there also was an article by Penn State uh oh, Penn State, Penn State. I'm yeah. Oh wait, J- oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. As you're going to UPenn, I messed that up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's like, no. But I didn't know my bad that's one on the chalkboard for Aisha for me messing, I'm my imaginary chalkboard for every episode when I say something like did I say that like, what did she say last time it was something hilarious oh, like, it was, um, I said racism isn't uh, socially constructed or something like that remember when Mike was here yeah, he was like, wait, what did you say? And I was like, oh, wait, I didn't mean oh, it. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, that's, yeah, yeah. I had to really. Everyone re- gets a pass. Yeah. And, but yeah, so it's from Penn State, and, and the article is entitled, Why Mentoring Matters. See, look at that. Mentors Matters. Woohoo. African American students in the transition to college. Um, but I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Damon, who's going to be leading this talk, and we're going to just, you know, hop right into it. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. Um, so uh, I want to just start with talking about our personal experiences. Okay. Um, you know, I don't feel like I really had like a direct mentor coming up. I had people that I looked to like more indirectly, or people that I learned from 
mostly like third hand or like you know and and you know media or, or pop culture but not really like someone that was face to face like guiding me answering my questions mm-hmm. like helping me through decisions and all that kind of stuff I don't really feel like I had that um, mm-hmm. not necessarily well not in the way that I wanted for where I was going mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of people that gave me a lot of advice for other directions that I could have gone mm-hmm. um, but the one that I specifically wanted I didn't really have that example or that person that like really showed me so I think I did a lot by like trial and error yeah and I did yeah. a lot by like you know I had to learn on my own so now now that I did that now I'm thinking a lot about okay now I want to find the guys like me that mm. need that or don't or don't know it like I didn't know it I mean mm-hmm. I had an idea of what I wanted and wish that I had an example of but okay. I didn't, obviously didn't know yeah so, just thinking about that and like there's a few people that I'm trying to like start that with like currently mm. um and just thinking about like what the res- what my responsibility is in that yeah 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 um, because you know I-, I realize as I'm starting to do this that you have to uh, you have to like be ready to do it you know mm. what I mean you have you can't just say okay I'm gonna do this you have to be ready you have to understand what your responsibility is when you're doing something like that when mm-hmm. you're like building a relationship with the person and promising them that you're going to help them do certain things and that you're going to guide them certain in certain ways mm-hmm. you have to be ready to live up to that and you have to have the space to be able to do that yes um very true so yeah it's just a lot of that that i'm thinking about right now yeah um, so yeah so i need a mentor to help me to be a mentor yeah that's really interesting you say that uh, my first thought was again our personal experience i have had that in one of the articles they they discuss mentorship in a formal capacity and in an informal capacity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and as I was thinking about it, through my fellowship in school, I had a I was given a mentor in a formal capacity mm-hmm. who also happened to be a black woman who also was in academia. Shout out Dr. Amani Nurjeeter mm-hmm. um, at Cal. She's a chair of the public health department. And um, I think about that is a formal mentor, mm-hmm. and I had her to help me in career and academic goals, but yeah. I don't have a mentor, whether formal or informal, in terms of like social, emotional, and life goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they are two different capacities, yeah. and some people can do both. Yeah. Some people want to do one, some people want to do the other. Um, but it made me think about the fact that like I was privileged to have a mentor, but mm-hmm. it was only in a formal capacity. Um, mm-hmm. That because it's a relational thing, it becomes less informal. I mean, it becomes less formal as you go on with time. But overall, um, it is necessary, and someone does have to, it, it does take work. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting um, you're bringing up like the formal versus informal because, well, one, let's make sure we um, define mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different many ways you can define it in terms of one definition is an experienced and trusted advisor, advise or train someone, especially um, a younger colleague, um, a friend, a mentor. Um, and so when you're bringing up like the informal versus formal for me, thus far in my life, I never even had like a formal mentor. Yeah, me either. Um, and it's interesting because even thinking about it from like the professional lens to even like the social and emotional lens, like the social and emotional and mental will then play, it's connected to like your um, 
career and academic way of life. And so it's very interesting because I know like for myself, I went out of my way to find people or I would just kind of like mock them or like follow them. I'm thinking in particular one playwright in Chicago. Her name is Gloria Clooney. And I reached out to this director um, named Chuck Smith. And I was like, hey, I'm new to the city. You know, I've been following your work. Like, can you put me on to some stuff? He introduced me to Gloria. Mm -hmm. She's a black woman, a playwright, an educator, had her own family. I said, this is the first time I see somebody doing exactly what I see myself doing. And even though, like, I didn't, like, formally become, like, her mentee and she's, like, my mentor, but working with her gave me insight and direction. But thinking about our community right now and, like, how it's so important that the more we see people that look like us doing the different and multiple things that we can do that empowers us, the question that comes to mind for me is, I kind of already mentioned this, but I'm really interested to hear what you guys may think, like what prevents people from allowing themselves to be there for others and mentor others? Because I'm thinking about what you mentioned earlier, Ashley, in terms of like capitalism. And I think since we live in such a very isolated society and people are all about just getting what they need and getting what they want for themselves, to think about being there for somebody else and guiding and leading them formally as well as informally doesn't really seem as like prevalent yeah. you know so I, I think it's just the sense of community in general i think mm-hmm. that that's kind of breaking down because like if you see someone every like for example you go to church when the church families were bigger you see kids in the church right mm-hmm. and they see you they see what you're doing you see a direct connection to them you see mm-hmm. them coming up and you you know you have the passion for like oh i want to help this kid because i see that this kid yeah can be you know can do what i'm doing or do something similar to what i'm doing so you, you're there yeah but when those types of communities break down then you don't have that direct view into it so you kind of forget so you're more focused on what you're doing you're not focused yeah. on helping the community so you have to be right you have to be involved in it you have to see it every day in order to, mm. to even know or even have it in your mind like i need to do something there's a help. need there yeah, I need yeah. To and help these kids to get to where i am mm. you know you have to have that connection if you don't have the connection then it's you know out of sight out of mind hey man have we been losing that more and more, you guys think? So I think, I think so. so. I think so because I think you touched on it. It's people are so focused on I um, instead of the each one teach one. It's, mm-hmm. well, I've gotten here, so you, now you need to figure it out. Figure it out. You <laughs> yeah. need to, or, you know, the old term, lift yourself up by the bootstraps or mm-hmm. the idea, all of these things, right? And I think. No, it takes us being honest with other people. It also takes vulnerability, and people yeah. don't want to be vulnerable. I can remember being in the car with. Um, with someone who was higher up um, for the Oregon work and and being comfortable enough to ask the, the question like so how do you do it how do, how do you guys make how do you make it work with your wife every single day mm. or what does food prep look like or mm. like what does it look like once you're when like once together you aren't in that like you're not Honeymoon. finances is not you know oh. you're stressed you, you're both financially secure and you're both making over six figures and now you have kids and you have kids in college and like how do you do it? Yeah. What's the trick? Yeah. What's the secret? I always tell me, what's the secret? Tell me the secret. Mm-hmm. But it also takes someone being comfortable enough to ask that and someone else being vulnerable enough to also share that. Right. Yeah, definitely. And Because I'm even thinking about, like, I think it's awesome that at least, like, for us sitting here, the fact that, like, 
we can recognize directly and indirectly the people that did play a role into our lives. And then since we are still connected through our own communities, like our own personal ones and the ones outside of that, the need and the importance Mm -hmm. for like being that direct influence into our community. And like, it's making me think also too, like what makes a good mentor, which is like a question that you had brought up, Damon. And like also too, not just like the qualities, but the like commitment and the follow through and like the overall, like it's like a process, like timing of type of thing. It's not just a one time thing, in my opinion. It's like you really are invested and involved. And it's interesting. I ran into Jonathan Piper at the lake today. Shout out to Jonathan Piper, student at College Track. He reached out. Um, you, Jonathan Piper is an awesome, talented student. And I see in him, like, he reaches out to people for guidance and direction and approval. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Michael went to his uh, film screening on Thursday for, like, a short film that he did. And you can tell, especially with younger people, like, they're looking for that approval. They're looking mm-hmm. for you to, like, say, am I doing a good job? Am I doing the right thing? And it's just, like... I'm just thinking more and more like, okay, so we if we understand that, like, how can we start getting others our age to get more involved and not be so isolated anymore? So it's not just a few of us who are doing the each one, teach one, but recognizing it empowers everybody to make sure that everybody has a mentor or somebody looking out for them, showing them the way per se or whatever. Right. And also remembering that the mentor relationship... Um, it's a reciprocal relationship. There's something mm-hmm. that your mentee can also yeah. give to you as well, whether it's keeping you updated with, like, what's the newest thing happening. <laughs> they do. Um, but there is something, and I think that's what we, I think, and one of the earlier questions is what's the difference between a teacher and a mentor? Oh, and yeah. I think that when you look at a mentor, and even really as a teacher, though, you should go in thinking, I am here to educate, but I'm also going to gain something yes. as well. Right. Yes, um, because yes. that's the one thing that attracted me out of college was, like, I learn so much from y'all every day. Like y'all think I'm the smart one. I feel like I learned. I get so much from you all every single day. Yeah, so important. No, the one thing I was gonna say is that um, it also takes you having the space to do it. You know what I mean, personally. So mm. like that, that's another barrier. Sometimes it's like. You have to have you have to be in a comfortable enough space personally in order to be able to reach out to someone else. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people are, like you said, wrapped up in what they have, you know, going on or, or what they're trying to figure out or where, where they're trying to get to. Where it takes a lot of time. It to does. Be there for somebody to have a relationship with them to regularly check in on them, have spend time with them. It takes a lot of time to do that. And if you don't have the time to do it. Like, if you haven't made the time, you haven't made yourself, you know, available to do that, then it's a lot harder to do. I think that's the key word, though, right there, like, making the time. Because I think, in all honesty, if we say, do I have 15 minutes one time a week to talk to somebody, just to check in with somebody? And it could even start out with some structured questions Mm -hmm. until you begin to, to know each other and have an organic conversation. It's like dating. It's uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, it's for the benefit of both of you all. Mm -hmm. It's for the benefit of the race, if it's a racial thing, or it's for your gender, if it's a gender thing, Mm -hmm. or if it's just our future generation, like how I want society to be in the future. And I think, yes, you can. And so I think you can have a mentorship (laughs) relationship or you can have an accountability group. I've had an accountability group with a friend for a long time saying, hey, Mondays we're going to meet for 15 minutes, just 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, And how much work we can get done or how many things we can follow up. It's all about the executive functioning and following through. I like how you're charging the people right now, like make 
the time because obviously there's certain groups in society and we talked about this like with the whole Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm -hmm. and if your basic needs aren't met right. then you're not in a privilege to in a privileged position to even think about helping somebody else because you're just trying to survive exactly. and so we already know that there's a great number of us out there who aren't thriving but surviving mm -hmm. but there still is a rising number of us who are thriving yes. I know these three individuals sitting up in here we're some thriving individuals yes, we are and so and we know others too that are thriving as well so it's about pushing people to think outside of themselves and take the time to really think about what it means to be there for somebody. Because even going back like to the whole give and take thing, like I don't know where it gets lost in our society that you yourself, where you're at, you've done that completely by yourself. Nobody does anything alone. And I don't know how some of us lose that along the way or where like the compassion or the empathy goes. Like, okay, this is random, but follow me real quick, y'all. Yesterday, me and Ariel were walking the lake. I'm pretty sure she told you this, Damon. Yeah. We're walking the lake. You know, we be talking and running, ah, being ridiculous like we are. I was talking about my hair. And I was like, yeah, you know, I got the African kink. You know what I'm saying? It clank, clank. It locks down. And I say clank, clank like that. This woman's walking towards us. She's like, what do you mean clank, clank? You could tell this woman is, like, not mentally there. And I'm like, don't say anything. We keep walking. What you mean, clank, clank? What you a saint? What you a saint? Oh, you think you better than me? And just starts, like, going off or whatever. So me and Ariel, like, I was like, Ariel, let's walk this way. We walk into the store. She follows us into the store. She just starts yelling, like, obscenities, calling me a bee, a hoe, all types of things, just going off. And... I got a little nervous, but I just kind of closed my eyes and I was thinking, Jesus, protect us. She eventually left or whatever. And it shook us up a little bit. But in any case, when we left, we were just having this conversation about like, you know, that person obviously is not mentally there. Mm -hmm. And this whole conversation just started spinning into like, who, like, what like what plays a role in terms of like the resources, the help, the therapy, the different things that people need before they get there. And I think sometimes like, you know, you could have looked at a situation like that and just wrote it off as that person just crazy. Mm -hmm. And like without thinking for a second, like, well, that could have been you. Right. You know, you could have went through something traumatic, something horrible could have happened to you. And maybe you didn't have a friend or a sister or a mother or somebody to direct you to the right resources. Yeah. And you lost your mind. So when I think about people, let it be ourselves or other people who like we're sitting with so much privilege and so much blessings like how can you not feel charged to not like 15 minutes of your time to do something mm -hmm. sorry i just had to say that real quick i know i went off y'all know i was gotta reserve one episode for that so, that was amazing yeah no, that, it was it was amazing but you know before i go into my yeah. other thought you know yeah. i'm gonna go back to it's capitalism because at the end of the day <laughs> no but y'all not but if you think about it <laughs> How many times is Ashley going to say it's oh capitalism? If you think about it, though, if challenge. someone needs help, right, mm -hmm. you only are allowed to get help, right, if you are at the poorest of poor. Not when you're middle class. You have poorest of poorest, and you might have Medi-Cal, right? You might qualify for governmental sentence. And even then, how backed up are we at for you to see a mental health professional, right? Mm -hmm. But I was watching Dear White People this weekend, and I was telling them, like, they were telling the black guy who got the gun pointed at him at the college party was that, like, hey, man, no, you actually need to go to counseling because all these other white kids out here, they go to counseling and get Guess what? Their biggest fears is, are they going to get into grad school and um, 
will they will their parents buy them a car when they're when they graduate? Right. You've got a gun pointed at you. But we take those things, the things that cost money, that to quantify and say, oh, we don't mm. need them, we can't have them, or the medicine. You think about the cost of medicine, mm-hmm. um, or you think about the fact that like if you're a middle class person, um, you don't qualify for certain low income things. But at the same time, you don't have enough money to indulge in the things that the upper class mm. has to indulge in. So, and we're taught in school that communism is bad, or that um, other forms of economic systems are bad and capitalism is the way, but capitalism means only a certain people can be at the top. And so if we all don't have access to equal things, how can we all expect for us to all be on the same level playing field? We have a mm-hmm. community type thinking um, field too, a community mindset to like think about your fellow brother and sister because capitalism will have you thinking, I just got to look out for me. I got to look out for me because right. only a few of us can make it to the top. You know, right. and there has to be balance. I mean, I'm not saying you can't think about yourself. Yeah. You can't do good for yourself. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, you know, like, think about Michael Jackson, man in the mirror right now. You know, right. like, who am I to be blind? Right. Pretending not to see that. <laughs> but as we're talking about... <laughs> Everything is a song today. It's okay. But as we're talking about mentorship and we're talking about like, you know, you have to be in the mind, you have to be in the mindset and you have to be ready and able to do it. I think that there is mixed models of mentorship. Mm -hmm. It's not just older older people to younger people. You know? yeah, we can look at, and I think one of the articles touched on it. Um, sorry, I'm not, I don't have exactly the article written down, but like there's a mixed mentorship model at um, a school. I, it might have been the Penn State one. Okay. And it was talking about faculty and students and upperclassmen versus lowerclassmen all working together in a mentorship program. Mm-hmm. I think about that all the time. You think I could have a senior in high school mentoring someone who is a freshman in high school yep. about, bruh, this is what yeah, I did and I didn't exactly. do well. So do better on this class or this right. teacher, you know, ask for the teacher or don't take that AP or take this AP yeah. um, and then you also need the person who is going to help that 12th grader transition into college which is somebody who probably already has been through the college right. um, mm-hmm. field so I just think that there's mixed models of mentorship and I think that we need to encourage that it's, mm. it's nothing but that big brother big sister right exactly um, ideology and it's you know the same thing is like the fact that say, they say like all the OGs are gone so they're like there's no OGs to teach the, the young kids mm. like it's, it's a lot of different aspects where this applies and basically what it comes down to is like family and community and like Mm -hmm. the fact that community really is family you know what I mean in a more in an immediate family you got a father you got a mother and you got the siblings so they have each other that they learn from they have their parents hopefully Um, and I think the fact that the the family is so broken down now is that those pieces aren't there anymore same thing with the community those pieces aren't intact anymore so it's it's bigger than just oh let me get one person and talk to them and kind of guide them make them be like my apprentice it's it's bigger (laughs) than that you know what I mean like it's it's, it's more like building the community and building those different positions in the community you know Mm -hmm. what I mean teaching kids to treat each other like brother and sister looking out without like outside of their immediate family you know what i'm saying to treat them all like that you yeah. know what i mean to help each other to to you know pick each other up and all that kind of stuff like it's there's various layers but i think the mentorship specifically um people like us yeah that we're having these conversations i think the next step is how do we actually 
start to build this in yeah. our communities? Like, what's the steps that we personally can take to start to build this? I mean, you guys work yeah. in college track, so, I mean, it's not a foreign concept. Right. That's basically what you guys are doing. I mean, well, you're not there now, but you still are involved. I volunteer. Yeah, you're still involved. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, that is a huge part of what we're talking about. But, like, how do we spread it out into the community um, beyond just the people who are lucky enough to be in programs like that? Right. And the other thing, before we answered, I was thinking about was Jay-Z, I think, in his legacy song, talks about, like, how's Bill Cosby or Al, Shop- Al Shopton taking selfies in the in the mayor right. supposed to help me, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think say. that hmm. he also talks hmm. about the fact that, like, hmm. um, a lot of our wealth is concentrated in sports, right? Mm-hmm. And that these these men will have all this money, say, a football player, right? But there was nobody teaching them, like, financial literacy. So they get out of the league, retire, 15 years later, even 10 years later, they don't have any money. Nope. And so mm-hmm. I think he started a program around like being like, well, we need to have black um, financial agencies to help these young the young men, yeah. the athletes manage their money, right? right? And so that was something he did at his level because he realized that like you, you become a millionaire, you might not stay a millionaire if you're yeah. an athlete because you have no idea how to spend this money. You don't have any idea to invest. There is no generational wealth. You didn't inherit anything. You're taking care of so many other people. Right. And so I think that just made me think about legacy. And again, I yeah. asked myself that question. I don't think we all ask our question is, what do we want our legacy to be? And what do mm. we want our our race legacy to continue to be? So what kind of, what input will we you We really have? need to, you guys are bringing up great points. And it's like, in terms of like spreading it out, like you were asking Damon, like there's a macro way of looking at it and a micro way of looking at it, right? And so in my opinion, it's really about breaking down like this mindset of not just the individual, but the the community mm-hmm. and keeping everybody in mind and accountable. And like us as individuals setting examples by making sure that the things that we're invested in, our passion, our projects, our businesses, reflect those given models. Absolutely. And do not adhere or connect to those individual models of just like, well, I'm just going to get mine and look out for mine. Because if we want our society and our community to look different, then we need to start doing that ourselves. Right. And I just want to shout out real quick Jasper Smith. Um, this event just passed, but still look it up. He was blasting it hard on the YBSF. Um, it was the 12th an- annual economic summit and it took place on Friday. Um, they had different um, leaders within the community, black leaders talking about the state of the economy and what was going on. And he wrote in his email when he sent it out to the YBSF, he was like, we'll go to the club, you know, we'll, you know, kick it at the lake. He was like, how many of y'all going to show up and really find out what's going on in the community? And so, I mean, I didn't go myself. I didn't. I, 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 I didn't when go. Was fr- it? it was on Friday. I need so. to get on that list. So yeah, I, I, I emailed you. I said you want to be. It's a lot of emails. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. okay. So no, yeah. Okay, I cool. Get on the list, yeah, for sure. Um, I did not go with myself on Friday. It was not feeling too good. But it put the seed in my mind in terms of like, all right, I need to be more proactive with understanding what's going on, mm-hmm. and then also too like breaking like these mindsets in terms of just like. We need to be more educated about like being financially stronger and literate and understanding like what's going on in the world around us so then we can dismantle certain systems and start building up new ones. But I feel like that's one of the answers in terms of how do we start breaking that. Yeah. Um, and it's going to take time. And I mean, we've, we've made strides, but I don't want to sound radical, but I feel like over time the whole stuff is going to have to blow up or something. I don't know. Uh, but you know what, though? I, I will say... <laughs> um, it, 
I've noticed a lot over the last like probably like four or five years that there is a lot of programs popping up like mm-hmm. around mentorship in a lot of different communities, especially in our community though. So obviously I'm a big hip hop head, so I pay a lot of attention to the hip hop community specifically, and a lot of rappers, a lot of uh, ball players are starting to build mentor- mentorship programs, a lot of them around sports or mm-hmm. around business or tech, you know, but it's a, a lot of that is happening now. So it's not like it's not happening. Yeah. Um, it's just that I want to be involved. And, <laughs> and I think that it should happen more. And I, I want to see it in the communities that I directly am associated with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. The other thing, though, and I, I wrote that in my notebook because something I want to talk about is that a lot of if we're talking about black men, they want to mentor in terms of like at the sport level. Um, and I'm like, academically, if we don't begin to play at the same level field as our Hispanics, yeah. our Asian counterparts, our white counterparts, we're going to be left. And there is something about having a formal education. We always try to say, oh, that's being white. No, it's not. there's nothing wrong with having a formal education right. because a formal education opens doors in this country. And yes. if we're talking about this country, we need to mentor people to and through high school. We were yes. talking about high school graduation rates and to and yes. through college. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men are like, I want to mentor basketball and football right. and sports. And I'm like, you can't do all of that because when's the last time somebody got drafted out of high school to even go and play a national or a professional sport? You need to get into college. If you're not getting into college without some of the baseline ACT or SAT scores or passing you know, college prep classes, how are you getting into the league? But see, yeah, that's where we come in, though, because I think that the people who are mentoring around those certain areas is because that's what they know. You know what I mean? They probably don't have the college experience or don't have mm. the 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 knowledge to know how to mentor someone in that direction. So, like, people in our position that do have that knowledge, that's where we come in. We have to be the ones that do that because, I mean, you're just going to do what you know. And I think that the answer is, like, a balance. Like, what we need to do really is build our own school system where it's not just, like, I'm mentoring you in this certain area. No, I'm educating you. Yes, and it needs I'm to be the norm. what you're learning and yeah. what you're being brought up. Like, we need to build private schools is what we need to do. But I, I think the first step mm. is uh, mentoring in the community, and I think that that starts to build from that. But Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, the whole point of, like, you, you know, that's what they know. It's just interesting. Like, I don't, like... Because my, how can I teach you? How can I teach you? I can't teach you how to be an NBA player because I never had no, that experience. No, you can't. And you can't teach me how to be a computer programmer because you never have had that experience. And it, you so, don't know how to do that. And the the beauty in allowing ourselves to be diverse in like our professions and what we pursue, it gives the younger people, the next generation, a variety of what they can do. Because as we know, they're only given one image or one thought or one way when it's like, there's so many different avenues you can take. Mm -hmm. And at times like, it's not really presented that way. And that's what we need to do. Cause it even like, I mean, that's that's like across like the field, like even like in media and like with stories, Mm -hmm. like that's why to this day, I think we mentioned this one time, like on the podcast, like, you know, you'll have the whole like, Oh, I watch blackish, but I don't watch empire. And it's like, we don't need black people being represented that way or it needs to be that way. And it's like, why can't each story be there and Mm -hmm. have its given space? So the basketball, the basketball player can be there. The lawyer can be there. The engineer can be there. The writer can be there. Like all of that. It's just that we need to know that, there's multiple ways of doing that, and there's a variety of us doing that. I wonder what the numbers are. But. I mean, so I think my thing is the one question you need to ask yourself if you're listening today. What are you listening? 
<laughs> who what's the who's the one person that I am supporting in their life choices mm -hmm. to make positive life choices? If you can't answer that question, if there's not one person who you are directly trying to support, then you need to you need to go and figure it out. And it can be cross cultural. I want to say that because I think that. Again, we're talking about a diverse field background. Sometimes your mentor is not going to look like you. But what they have to have is an understanding and a want to still support you and see you win. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, if you're not doing that for one person, if you're not planting a seed in one person and helping that seed grow and helping it just blossom, then you're not doing what you should be doing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm asking you to spend 15 minutes a week thinking about who's that person I could be checking in with and holding accountable to something else and something greater and to oh, add she's taking them to task today huh she's taking them to task today. that's right and you know push the challenge forward and make sure too that the one person that you're pouring into or planting a seed into it's not just somebody within your own family yeah like extend the family mm -hmm. you know because we are a community so we need to make sure we act like a community like hold each other accountable or whatever you know like um, you should know like your neighbors. You should know what's going on down the street and around the corner from the own community you're living in. So connect with people outside of just like your own inner circle so you can like help others connect within their inner circle. So we just need to do that more. Definitely, definitely. I don't know, man. Thinking more and more about this. Thinking about the kids that I've encountered. There, there's so many small ways of doing it too. Mm -hmm. You know, a smile, um, an email, you know, Talk, listening, listening is so important. So many different ways you can be there for people. People. <laughs> so what I will say, I just, I just this came to me because um, we had a baseball game today, and just coaching the kids. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's that's a form of mentorship. Sports. However, there's so many like life mm -hmm. skills that you're giving them, and they're like you're, you're making so many connections with them, and they're like you're an example for them. Yep. You know what I mean? A very, very huge example for some of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, just this is my first season doing it in like what eight eight nine weeks mm -hmm. but just in that short time like the connection that i built with the kids and like what i've seen had the ways i've seen them grow the way raised the ways that our relationship and our communication has grown in that short period of time it's like it's powerful you know just that little piece i see them twice a week mm -hmm. and just that little bit of time I can already see is 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 powerful in their life. It's big, it's big in my life too. So yeah. like, yeah. And it's gonna stick with them. And I I appreciate the fact that you bring up because within the sports aspect, it is it's more than just playing the game. Mm -hmm. There's the discipline. There's the learning how to get back up after you fail. Yep. Um, there's the aspect of depending and relying on others. Follow through, endurance, perseverance, Teamwork. all those type of things yep. that definitely play a part. Especially when you're like a kid. Yeah. You know, like you look you look forward to little things like that. Because I remember like when I was eight years old playing soccer, it was like each practice, who's gonna get to be the team captain right. to go up and flip the coin? You know, I gotta make yeah. sure. You know, I gotta run my sprints. I gotta get everybody. You know, on. Order. I got to make sure I'm yeah. doing right. We, we all got to do this together. And then you think about those experiences when, like, you're eight and you realize, oh, snap, I'm 33 and I'm taking those same things with me. Exactly. You know, so it Absolutely. all plays a part, people. It all plays a part. I like that. I'm glad that we're thinking about how we can um, empower our youth and empower each other. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ashley, too, for bringing up, like, mentorship isn't just, like, in a traditional form, like... Because I feel like in ways we mentor each other here. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know? And I also think that part of the mentorship relationship is not... It's not easy. People need to know that. People mm -hmm. always want to do things that are easy, right? Mm -hmm. I will never forget Dr... I'll never forget Amani telling me, um... 
So you're too informal and you need to be more formal when you approach adults. And I'm like 20 years old in a, a junior in college and I'm like, oh my God, you just hurt my feelings. But that, <laughs> that check, you checking yeah. me, just was preparing me for the future. Right. And so at times, I want people to remember, even when that, you'll cry. You'll be like, I don't want this to be my mentor no more. You have to be persistent and you yeah. have to still see that at the, at the other end, they really just have your best interest at heart. And so it's funny because a year, a year ago, I was able to say, you know, I, you were really hard on me and I'm really grateful mm -hmm. that you were. Yeah. Um, and it's something that even to this day, I might still have a hard time swallowing it, but I think back to it, I'm like, you at least somebody that. cared enough to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like what Pharrell Williams said, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Now bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing, bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing. Okay. This is our album promo, y'all, September 4th. <laughs> oh <the> man! <laughs> yes, guys. Um, the challenge is, as Ashley mentioned, go, think about a person that you can take 15 minutes out of the day for to be there for. Absolutely. And um, let's all start setting examples and making sure for us sitting here that the, anything that we're involved in connects back to building other people. Amen. Like that's what it's really just about at the end of the day. It's really just about making sure everybody gets an opportunity to find where their position, their voice, their passion, their purpose is. Mm -hmm. So, and that will like uplift us even more. So yeah, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna wrap back to this. You know, we're gonna wrap back. You know what I want to do? I want to do an episode about capitalism and the price tag they put on everything. Because I was thinking about how you come into the world and they put a price tag on you, and you leave the world they put a price tag on you. Because mm -hmm. um, right now, I'll just say this on air. You know, I just want to um, just want to honor a good friend of mine who passed away uh, last Sunday. Uh, we call him Junior. Um, but his formal name is Kenneth Stephen Jasper II. Passed away, unfortunately, um, on Mother's Day, um, May 13th. He leaves behind um, his um, wife and his two children, his sister and his father. Um, he's only 32 years old. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just really crazy. We live in a society where death will happen and you as the family and friends have to grieve the process. Right. And then on top of that, you got to think about the cost of burying a person. Mm -hmm. And I was having a whole conversation with some friends and family around this and how it is a form of privilege. If you can have life insurance and if you can stop and think about like your will and how you're going to be buried, because some of us can think about that. And there's a lot of people who don't. And that's why you see people struggling to get things together together when at the end of the day they should just be putting that person to peace and then finding grieving going through the grieving and mourning process yeah. um but i just want to honor um his name his legacy um and i'm sending out prayers to the family and uh you know everybody just make sure you love on each other because life is um it's precious and it's short so we gotta love on each other y'all gotta love on each other so that's what we gotta be we gotta, that's what we gotta be there for each other in the present moment y'all y'all think we just doing this podcast because we like to hear ourselves talk well, at the end of the day yeah i like hearing myself talk <laughs> but we also want to make sure that y'all are like getting out there and doing something positive too that's right apply knowledge y'all don't let this knowledge sit you better do something with this all right so we're going to segue into our um you know take root and give back <laughs> You know, you gotta, you gotta get crunk with them. You know, you gotta let them know. You know, some that, that tough love. You know, you know, with the what, what was the sister in your the um the the elder lady in your church? Sister, oh dear. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. She, didn't she? Wait, not wait. No, that no, was in our church. It wasn't me. 
You had Odea. I had Odea. It was like Odea. You said yeah, and she like had the wire thing. hanger. Didn't Odea? Oh, no, we didn't have okay. that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, my grandma <laughs> had a wooden spoon, but I don't want no lady in church with a wire Who did wooden spoons? Um, what was a wooden spoon? Just hanging no. on the wall. Yes. Right? Next Pete. to the, the Last Supper photo. <laughs> My grandmother had two big ass, like a fork and a spoon. My grandmother, yes! 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 big fork and a spoon. We get grown up black, right? Yes! Is there like a like what signature black kitchen store that they would go to? Like, I need all the essentials from my black kitchen: yeah. the wooden spoons, the Last Supper of Jesus, like you know, <laughs> some Lori Saul, you know, like <laughs> every. I'm just saying, yo, every house had that. Along with a picture of like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, like in the living room hallway. Somewhere. Uh, Man, you know, like those are like staple. I'm gonna make sure my house has like those staple things. I'm I'm gonna have me a wooden spoon on my wall. I'm gonna bring it back. Tell these kids. Tell people about Um, This week, in um, connection with the episode, there's a great organization entitled Mentor, the National Mentoring Partnership. Um, they are an organization dedicated to providing resources for mentees as well as pro- providing resources to potential mentors. It's a national organization. You can go on their website. So, see, guys, you know what? There's no excuse now because now we're giving you a place to go to that will put you in contact with somebody to get you started. If you go to mentoring.org, there there's the go. whole website. They have their breakdown in terms of the program resources, why they get involved, the work they're doing. Awesome, great organization. We want to acknowledge them this week for the Take Root and Give Back, and we're also acknowledging them. It's a resource for you guys to think about the first step in mentoring somebody. So check it out, mentoring.org. All right. And with that being said, it is time. It is time. It is time. What time is it, y'all? Reading. Reading rainbow, (laughs) butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high, take a look, it's in a book Uh of reading rainbow. (laughs) We should get, um, what was his name, LeVar? Burton. Yeah, we should get him on the show. LeVar Burton, come LeVar, out. come on the show. For man. real. You're probably listening right now. Right? You yeah. never know. Like we're going to hashtag LeVar Burton. <laughs> come check us out. We're doing like the modern day reading rainbow every episode. Yeah, we are. We are. We yeah. love that show. Oh, that show was so amazing. Oh, my God. It takes me back every time. LeVar, like, holla at us. Come on the show. Come on the show, LeVar. Yeah, so as you guys know, every episode we highlight a book from each host for you guys to go out and read. Who would like to go first this week? I'll go first because I'm actually going to talk about the book that I talked about last time, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's very, very relevant to this topic. Oh. Um, So Gary Vaynerchuk has a book called Crushing It. Hmm. And the book Crushing It is a follow-up to a book that he wrote some years ago called Crush It, where... He gave a lot of like business advice to new entrepreneurs starting out in the business and like gave just a bunch. Basically, he is like a mentor to the business community. Mm. And the way that he does that is by the content that he produces and puts out every day about what he does and like gives a lot of advice and all that kind of stuff. So he's like a macro mentor. Um, Okay. And the reason why I think it's important to like mention him in this is because I think that more of us should use that platform to do that. Have you ever heard of um is somebody somebody that I went to this conference a couple of weeks ago put me on to this guy, Wallow? 
Walla. Like this dude that um sounds kind of familiar. He's like a he's like an ex-con, but he's like a motivational dude now. He's doing a lot, does a lot of education on Instagram, hmm. like a bunch of stuff, and it's actually pretty dope. But um, so yeah, more people need to just use that platform okay. or those many platforms: YouTube, audiobooks. Uh, books in general just use that platform to try to expand that reach and build that community because I think Gary Vaynerchuk is a very 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 good example and I consider him to be one of my mentors as far as business mm. goes um, he's a good example of using the platform to build a humongous audience and really like directly mentor people he has a show called Ask Gary V that he does okay he brings like somebody else like some other business person from a bunch of different mm. industries in and just sits and like has people call in and he answers their questions and mm. like talks about business with them and helps them basically okay. mentors. so like, a lot of different ways that he creates content to mentor the community through his books and stuff through his books yeah through his youtube channel through his ask gary v show through a bunch of different stuff instagram oh. he uses all the platforms very very smartly to like reach the community in different ways and mentor people okay so i think that we could use that as a model to start to expand that i mean we're kind of doing it now but if we if we used some of these different platforms and found out how to use them in more productive ways i think that we could expand our reach and like you know Hmm. because what we're doing right now is that yeah no right? definitely it's just about getting it out there in different ways and reaching mm-hmm. people and finding the ways to reach people where they are yeah um, so I think like I said he's a good example of that and the book Crushing It is a follow up of people's stories after they read his book how they applied what he said in his book oh, and, how they, and yeah, what yeah. they ended up doing and how successful they became hmm. and like you know what they did with the so knowledge he gave them that means you'll be in the follow up Crushing I'll it, part crushing two. It, still crushing it. Yeah, still crushing. Yeah, because cr- yeah, you're yeah. taking those stories and you're crushing I'm the it. First stories and then the new yeah, stories and, and now my you, story. Yeah, 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 so you crushing it. Yeah, crush that thing. And crush it in a good way. That's the like, nice bon- <laughs> I'm thinking bone crushing now. Like I ain't never okay. scared. Here she you goes. You ain't never scared to crush. Slap everything. Slap. Yeah, I love it though. I love it. I'm all about it. I am. I'm gonna read. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'll go next. <laughs> um, I'm realizing this book that I picked. So there's two things about it. Indirectly, thinking about mentorship at cross level, shout out to Shani Reese, founder of the African American Student Drama Association at San Diego State. She, writer, director, uh, put on her own play. From her doing that, that inspired me to write my first play. Wow. And she was also the one that told me about this book. And I remember when I first looked at the book, I said, is it supposed to be Tupac and Faith Evans? Oh, wow. It's an interesting cover. I like it, though. So this is the the cover is like this bald-headed chocolate black man and this other fair-skinned black woman with red hair. And I was like, is that Tupac and Faith Evans? Even Charlie Baltimore. People forget about Charlie Baltimore. Oh, yeah, Charlie Baltimore. It's set in L.A., too, y'all. So the book I'm highlighting this week is called Caught Up in the Rapture by Shaniska Jackson. I read this book in college and I read it post-college and I'm going to start reading it again. It is just a great fictional story about a young woman growing up on the south side of, um, well, not south side of Chicago, on south central Los Angeles um, with an overprotective father and how she gets involved with this music producer and all the different things they go through with, you know, finding their purpose, their passion, and their love. And, you know, thinking about the caught up in the rapture of love by Anita Baker. If you don't know who that is, go check it out. Uh, <laughs> she's been caught up in the rapture. Caught up in the rapture. With you, isn't it? Wait, Anita. Anita Baker. 
my, I know, I don't my, know. Yeah, you, the song is right. Yeah. I just, I didn't that's my godmama, if you didn't know. Um, and I just, your godmama? Yeah, she's my godmama. You didn't know that? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I just wanted to acknowledge um, this book because it's such a entertaining, fun read. It's a fictional story, and I feel like I haven't highlighted a fictional piece in a minute. And because I've been on my own black woman writer tip, anytime I come in contact with black women who are writers who let it be directly or indirectly through their own storytelling it inspires me and I just think it's a great story so if you just want to be entertained you want to have some laughs you want to have a little bit of drama but nothing too ratchet but it's still good enough it's great writing too and she has another great book called Blessings that's a really heartfelt story so great writer great story and it's crazy because this book came out in 1997 which I did not know that's interesting um but yeah, Shaniska, Jask- Shaniska Jackson, Caught Up in the Rapture. Word. Mm-hmm. What was that? I don't know. That was you. That was me? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, so <laughs> my book is called Code of the Street. It's by oh. um, Elijah Anderson. Um, and he is a sociologist at Yale blackmail and the reason why I highlight this book this week is because one it was a book that I was um, required to read in undergrad Um, but I also because I'm so I believe in education so much that I want to put this book out there because this is a black man who's a sociologist who really just studied the streets and the code of the streets Mm. and the informal and um formal codes of how like black males show up on these corners mm-hmm. um, and he did it I think the research was done in Chicago and the reason why I'm saying that is because as black males um, we think about this mentorship and I'm saying black males because I think that a lot of black women are mentoring indirectly in a way because we raise kids we are we're more prevalent in education than black men are and I just want to remind kids Ashley yeah, no, I'm saying, I was talking about the majority. <laughs> I'm a black man. I raise my kids. I raise kids, too. I'm with my kids um, every day. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. Every day, all day. And um, I just want to remind people that academia doesn't have to be boring and that um, mm-hmm. you can research your community and your people, and this that's what being a researcher is or even being a sociologist is. And so I like this book because, one, it's about the black community. Um, It highlights things, but also this is a black man who works and is a professor at Yale, but at the same time, like, studies his people. Yeah. And so I just remember that education is amazing, and you can study and do what you want once you get to college. Yeah. It's like another form of storytelling. Mm -hmm. The research is another form of storytelling. It really is. And um, it gives, like, voice to things and reason to things because these per se projects or areas aren't just here just because and we need to think about why they're here and how they got here and how they function and that way we can better dismantle them and make it a better community thank you for i want to read that now i never even heard of that so yes you guys you got some interesting amazing books to check out go ahead everybody say their book one more time gary vaynerchuk crushing it and read crush it too read crush it too caught up in the rapture a novel by shaniska jackson Code of the Streets by Elijah Anderson. G Unit, Code of the Streets. <laughs> okay, I, you know, I, I don't I, think they ever said that. No, they didn't. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna name the. Yeah, this is getting pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> when did it get ridiculous for you? It just got a little ridiculous right now. Right now, it's it right now. I think it's because I'm like stuffed up. My throat's on fire. We partied too hard last night. Too we act, hard, man. Y'all, we acted like we was 21 again, and then we realized man. we are 32. Wait, 33, right? <laughs> See, we forgetting how old we are for real. Today, we gotta start thinking about what we gonna do for our 34th birthday, Damon. Hey, that's, we already said it. Did we? Oh wait. 
Oh yeah. We got work to do. The book and the album. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we gotta still like do something. Yeah, we have to release those things. Oh, okay. So another release party. Uh, a party, okay. a birthday party, release party. You know, actually, actually, when I was twenty five. <laughs> twenty five. The book that I'm <laughs> the book that I'm writing now, mm-hmm. I wanted to write it when I was twenty five. Okay. And at the time, like I had it all I actually made flyers for a party that I was gonna throw. Oh. To release That's the so thing cool. on my on my birthday. Okay. I scouted the spot out in the city. Do you know that building? Um, I forgot what street it's on. It might be first. It's like somewhere in financial district, like around first and market. Okay. It's like this marble, like the whole thing is marble. When you walk into it, it's like this oh. open like atrium, this marble, and they got these statues in it. It's dope. Mm. And you can rent it out. Like I had it all planned out. What? But I didn't write the book. So you writing the book now? I'm writing it now. Okay, it's okay. So I just rehash the whole thing. And then do let's it do that. Let's go to the so Marble Building. I say, I say, let's make it happen. We got four months. Ooh, more like no, three. No, less than four months. I months. know. God, Wait, y'all, time is going by fast. All right. September. All right. All right. End of September is four months. Okay. All right. Y'all, y'all stay tuned. We got that coming up. We got some work to do. Yeah, stay tuned too, because um, also we you know on June 9th we got the release party for my three plays so stay tuned for that we got two artists on deck Nadia and James Bender gonna be there it's Whoa. gonna be real dope hosted by Vogue Robinson Yee. party planned by adorned by Ashley aka Yee. Ashley Austin gonna have a market up there and do the trumpet That's right. you know what I'm saying gonna be empowering the whole community y'all ain't just about the plays it's about letting people know that you have a purpose and you have a passion too what is it find it out Discover it. Use it. Get to it. That's what it's all about, y'all. You know, I think this is like our shortest episode. It is. But you know what? It was good. Yeah, no, it was good. Like, we got to the- I like it. I like how short it was. I like it. And I like how, like, concise we were. Like, yeah, and how well it flowed. And we didn't, and, like, I don't feel like we strayed too much. Right. We always, you know, we always been this extra time, much. y'all, y'all can take that 15 minutes and figure out who you're going to mentor <laughs> yeah, and who you're going to give back it. to the community. Yeah, don't even listen to what we talk about. <laughs> We're definitely going to give you guys a quote, though. We always walk away with a quote. Um, I'll kick us off. Go for it. So um, I've been in different feelings all week, but this is something that um, I really Mm. relate to. James Baldwin quote, to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be enraged almost all the time. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. I'm really feeling that. Um, And that's a highlight as we begin to talk about my episode next week, Interracial Dating. Oh, stay tuned for that, you guys. You know, that, that quote... That makes me think about an article. Oh, I can't think of the name. I'll bring it to you guys next week. But it talks about how rage and aggression doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. Because if, if it like that emotion can then like propel you to take action. So, yeah, that rage. Like, you know, what? I'm going to turn this rage. I'm going to do something about it. So I've been to in a lot of different feelings this week. But um, Ashley, from the conversation we had driving up here about release, surrender and let things be. My um, quote of the week is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There's a time to wait, and there's a time to take action. Just have that wisdom and discernment to know when to make a move. So, yeah. It's beautiful. So, shout out to my Googling skills, though. Because, <laughs> like, when you said quote, I was like, damn, I'm quotes. <laughs> That's because he's spending time raising his kids. <laughs> he's hey, like, I never said you did it, though. Appreciate you. Look, but so while Ashley was saying hers, I was like, okay, I got to get something good. So I'm not going to tell you my search because I keep my secrets to myself. But what? You got to show the good thing. Don't be acting capitalistic. 
It's the system I was raised in that shit. It's all no, I know. No, no. It's all I know. Don't forget everything we just talked it's about. But we're going to find it out. You're going to share. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> all right, so the first one, I got two. Okay. The first one's from Maya Angelou. She says, in order to be a mentor and an effective one, you must care. You don't have to know many square. You know, you don't have to know how many square miles are in Idaho. You don't need to know what is the chemical makeup of chemistry, or the blood, or or of blood and water. Know what you know and care about the person. Care about what you know and care about the person you're sharing it with. That's what her thing was. And then Denzel Washington was. Show me a successful individual, and I'll show you someone who had real positive influences in her, in his or her life. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do for a living. If you do it well, I'm sure there is someone cheering for you, or cheering you on, or showing you the way. A mentor. Mm. So that's what we got to just you yeah. know, let's care about our people, let's care about our community uh, beyond what they can do for us or what we get out of, you know. Yeah, I know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> Shout out to the ancestors for that one. Hey, to man. you know, Uncle Baldwin and Uncle Denzel and mm-hmm. Grandma Angelou. You and know, God just granting us right. Yeah. Look at look at look, look at God. Won't he do it? Oh, Frederick Douglass. Okay. It's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Mm. Mm. But. That's a whole other topic then, because sometimes I think, like, do we need to always put a period? You know, people will say, like, well, that's just who they are. Yeah, you know, like, they, they want to give up on the older people. Well, no, he said it's easy. He didn't say okay, okay, awesome. yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got to start young. Yeah, we got to start real That's young. right. Yeah, no, for real. It's, no, it's, it's true. It's true. Yes, guys, this is the Seed You Sow podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, leave us a review. Stay tuned. Um, We're going to be releasing our promo video real soon. Drop us a comment. Let us know your thoughts. We are here for you guys. And, yeah, have a great, amazing, blessed week. Yeah. Amen. Love you guys. Holla. Peace.